you like can, eat yeah. pussy, like you can come. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are you even paying attention to me right now? Bisexual Diaries. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cam. And this week on the pod, we have Zaria Allen. She is one of my dear, dear friends in life from high school. She is a singer, a poet. She's an actress. She's a model. She's an ethical non-monogamy slut queen. Yes. A bicon. Yes. Yes. She's also the director of many of my self tapes. Um, Brave. Brave of you to admit that on the pod. (laughs) Not do it without her. Um, uh, We love her forever in this episode was maybe one of our most intellectual yeah this one really like stimulated me like we get in, pretty in, analytical in the brain yeah we uh we dive a little a little deep in this one so please enjoy guys thanks so much dear diary i'm starting a poll intensive with cami arbolas this month and i'm really excited I love that. So you're going to be pole dancing? Oh yeah, baby. So what is a pole intensive? It's like just a workshop basically where you're just gonna, she's gonna like do two lessons a week. Are you pulling on Zoom or are you pulling in person? IRL. We're pulling via Zoom. Oh, interesting. And so that's what- Is your friend teaching it? Yes. Okay. Yes, she's teaching it. I always talk to Zari about how obsessed I am with Kim (laughs) Yarbulis. She's so good at Instagram. Who is this person? I'm jealous of how good she is at Instagram. It's insane. Which is a friend of yours or someone that you found out about a polling class? Yeah, we like did musical theater together. I think you came to, do you see- Maybe you came to see me in hair, I think, with like, and she was like, she's just been a belter. Like, she's just a musical theater queen. And then the pandemic hit and she like moved back to LA and just was like polling all the time and like graduated from Yale. So everyone was just like gagged. Like, whoa. And that's another reason why I love Zaria too. Yes, because we always talk about this. juxtaposition. Because, no, but seriously, everyone's so fucking gagged. And we're like, okay, now I respect pole dancing. Well, now I respect women. Yeah. (laughs) Can you imagine people start respecting women? I know. It's unfathomable. But that's also another reason why I like respect Zaria so much. And like a thing that we always talk about is that like, Like she's able to like accomplish what she's been able to accomplish in the literary world while also like shaking her ass for the gram. And I I admire it to just the ends of the earth. I think it's the most fantastic thing that's come about. I think hot girls making serious art is literally a fucking revolution. <laughs> I really think it is. Like Yeah, I do think that it's important. Don't you, like don't you think so? Too, that I feel like well, maybe people will, like, not agree, but I feel like specifically even, like, the image of, like, a female that is, like, intellectual, like, even if they're a writer or, like, a poet that writes about sex, there's always this sort of, like, desexualization that happens to, yeah. like, any female intellectual, almost even if it's, whether it's for the sake of their actual, like, respectability or if it's just that it just has disappeared and that 
women aren't allowed to be like sexy and still like incredibly, I don't know, connected or cerebral or like a genius. Yeah, totally. Because apparently only men are smart and only men have brains that work. Yeah, it's like it's this thing that's sort of like inherently male to be a sexual person, but also an intellectual. It's right, almost like to be a woman, mean, like how they you can, can be only like a be one politician. That's a dude, but they don't right. ever be like, well, like maybe they'll be like AOC. She's hot, but they'll be like, no, right. they won't be like, but it's this thing with women president. where it's like you either pick like sex or intelligence, Exactly. but it's like ha- being, women, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. For women. It's like, there, it's just like not a thing. Yeah. But I feel like our generation is like, like, I don't know. Do you guys know Rachel Sennett? She's yes. an, she's an actress and a comedian and Shiva baby. Yeah, she is in Shiva oh, baby. I haven't seen it yet. Um, me neither. But she's always like just posting photos of like her tits on Instagram, <laughs> in a way and like just it's just sort of like she does sort of this like dead eyed like big cleavage <laughs> pics but it's like it's so funny but like she's also like hilarious and like an actress that I respect and it's almost like she's playing like this character I guess I don't even know but it's just like. But she's literally just like, oh, yeah, like I just have great tits and I'm also like a really great actress. Yeah. And that's just like her thing. And and, and I love that. Yeah. Because I'm just like, I feel like for so long, like women's bodies were being exploited by other people. And now it's like, oh, no, like I I love my tits. Like, I think my tits are great. And people are like, well, what? Like other people are supposed to say that, not you, but now it's like, we're, we're like reclaiming our own bodies yes. and like our own intellect. Our autonomy. Yeah. Totally. Dear Diary, today is my mom's birthday and yesterday I told her to go fuck herself. So I'm sort of (laughs) unsure where to go from here. The last text she sent me was don't let the enemy have a seat at your table, which is not only some cryptic psychological warfare, but also a weird message to follow up with happy birthday. Cause she'll scroll. Uh, <laughs> you can scroll. It's just up like it's like don't have an enemy. Don't let the enemy have a seat at your table. Happy birthday! Like I really do think she means the devil. I would. I don't know what that like. <laughs> does that mean anything to you, Zaria? As a I as a poetess, like a, that's sort of. I was gonna say that's a catch-all word. I was like the enemy right? can be anybody. Anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm like that. That is so cryptic. Who is the enemy? Who's the enemy to her? Who's the enemy to you? That's yeah. yeah, I'm like, we have different enemies. Like, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. We love moms. We love mom birthdays also. That's a, yeah. that's a hard day, even if you didn't just tell her to go fuck herself like yesterday. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people. So Colin is my lover. He has the same, his dad's birthday is today. And then my best friend, Matea, her mom's birthday is today. And I'm like, what does it say that like two of the closest people in my life have parents who have the same birthday? It's that crazy Gemini Gemini, energy. It's like being raised by a Gemini. Yeah. It's chaotic. Oh my God. And so I feel like we're all just like clinging to each other for stability. Why did I not remember that your mom is a Gemini? I don't, she is like, I, I mean, I don't know. She truly is a Gemini. Like when I hear Gemini, I'm like, oh yeah, like that is my mother. Oh. Yeah. Jonah energy is like difficult. It is difficult. I'm just, I just don't relate. What is your sign though? I'm a Pisces. Oh yeah. Yeah. Are what's you your sign? I'm a Sagittarius. Okay. I'm a Sag rising. Okay. Big, big fan. I definitely, I, okay, I definitely get Sag energy from you. I have a lot of Sagittarius. Planets. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a fire queen. Yeah, I, love I love that. Nice. But she has a Libra Venus. Okay. No, no, no. I'm a Libra Mars. Oh, Libra oh. Mars. Oh, <laughs> That's what it is. What is your Venus then? Sagittarius. Oh, 
I don't even okay. know my Venus and Mars. Hold on, let me <gasps> let me consult CoStar. I feel like that's the big six, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm always like, I want to know their sun, their moon, their rising, and I want to know their Venus and their Mars. I know. Yes. So now, yeah. So it used to be only sun. Now it's big three. Now it's big six. You know what I mean? Like before, you know, we're just gonna all be reciting our charts Every upon meeting. Oh, yeah. It's I know. true. I feel like people are gonna like listen to this pod and be like, they always talk about astrology. It's like, okay, yeah, it's a podcast based in LA. What the fuck do you think it is? And we're by. Like so we've been talking about astrology for so long. Though. For so oh. long. Yeah, we've been into the witchy biz for for quite a while. It's actually, I feel like, become better that it's become very popular because now it's like more like more people will like you can talk. Yeah, about it. Like we were really like like nerdy about it when we were like 15 or like yeah no like the 15. birthday book that my mom had yeah, exactly. and like i actually the birthday it. book what is this it's like it tells you like all of these facts about you like just on like the day of your birth like mm. well not about you and how you're gonna behave on the day of your birth but just like <laughs> just March like March 9th you're definitely gonna cry on your birthday every year <laughs> Okay, accurate. Yeah, it's just like cute little things. Okay, my Venus is an Aquarius. Oh. Okay, so what does that mean? Nothing. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything? (laughs) I mean, it does mean something. I feel like Venus and Aquarius, like Aquarius are usually like, I feel like I've actually dealt with a lot of people that have had Venus and Aquarius in my life. And it's usually that they can be very, like, um, even-tempered or whatever, or I guess, like, kind of removed. But, like, the people that they love, they're, like, obsessed with. It's uh, a kind of this, like, switch on and off, like, with, like, yeah. the that they love. It's, like, it, it's like either on the on switch or it's on the off switch. Okay, <laughs> yes. Kind of, <laughs> that's, like, this briefly as I could. Okay. And, and, and then, with the goods. Okay, so you missed Venus and Aquarius. Oh, any, my niece any is initial Venus reactions is in Aquarius. To that? Actually, my mom's Venus is in Aquarius really? also. Okay. She can't be tamed. Yeah. <laughs> so what, so what does that mean to you? It means that, like, I think you'd be down for someone if they were, like, exciting in some way. But, like, they got to keep it going. Because, like, mm. the minute you're bored, like, it's probably. No, that's true. I get bored. <laughs> I definitely get bored. Um, okay, and then my Mars is in Aries. Mm, wow. You're like, because that's like, that's like war vibes, right? Yeah. It's a pretty good pairing, but it's like, you're a little brainier than you like attempt to come across, I guess. Like you think Ooh. a little bit more than like you would like. That makes sense. Think. Yeah. Because it's Aquarius energy, which is really yes. like, brainy. They're like very mercurial, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. What does that even mean? Because if you're ru- like, if you're a plant, like if your sign is ruled by Mercury, the planet, it's just like the thinking planet. Like my, oh. I'm very mercurial in that way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Dear diary, I went to the drive-in a couple nights ago, saw Nacho Libre projected onto a huge screen, and I ate biscuits with apple butter on them as I watched and I thought there aren't many things greater than this and that that happiness would last me the rest of the weekend <laughs> wait was that a Gardena, Gardena yes. did you see Lace? yes I did oh my king. god Lace, Lace Waiter our king producer king oh my that god that sounds the, like the best 
Yeah. So it was a good time. You brought your own biscuits to the drive-in? Yes, I stopped at this restaurant, this barbecue restaurant called Lucille's, and we Ooh. picked up biscuits with Ooh. apple butter. And that sounds fucking amazing. And we watched it. Nice. I, I really do love the drive-in. If COVID has reminded me of one thing is that I, know, I love yeah. the drive-in. That's like yes. one thing that was like cool, because I'd gone a couple times before COVID, but... It's like the cool adage of it. Yes, yes. And everyone should go to Gardena Cinema and check out the Friendly Strangers pre-show that Lath and I curated. It's like every freaking weekend. So go check it out if you see a movie that you like because sometimes... Sometimes they're good. There was like a Purple Rain night. I went... I know. I was so bummed. I actually saw Lath and I was like telling him how bummed I was that I missed when they yeah. did Purple Rain. Yeah, it's all right. There there will be more. I think they had, like, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind one weekend. Like, sometimes they have some some classic picks over there. I love that. For sure. For sure, for sure. Um, so, Zaria, I read your zine before you came over. Yes! And I literally love it so much. Can Thank we you. Can we talk about your poems? Morning yeah. Glory, you guys. Zaria's self-published zine. Okay, Where so, did I put? Oh, there. I, listeners, I also write poetry. Not nearly as good at this. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I, I write, I have, like, a weekly newsletter, and I just, like, send out poems. They're That's like, dope. I they're, love like, funny vibes subscribe the town crier dot substract dot com but um you're always called the town crier yeah Yeah. (laughs) um okay i'm glad you like that because i literally thought about the name for so long and i was like i hate this and then people you know like you name something some oh yeah and then people start referring to it as the name yeah i i like the name but but like it feels good to hear someone say it totally you're like you're like oh people are like oh i read the town crier this week i'm like oh like you called it something you know what i mean um okay but i read okay your poem is called a coward's prayer. Mm-hmm. This line I literally shocked at. <laughs> so okay, and I quote: "It's like that having your knees on the floor makes whatever is in your mouth feel like something holy." I shit my pants. <laughs> I love that line so much because um, basically the entire poem, if I were to summarize, is essentially like making an allusion to, or not an allusion, but basically saying that like the comparison of like praying in a church to like giving a blowjob basically yeah. or like doing some sort of like <laughs> yeah. sexual act and like uh, makes any crummy studio apartment a place you'd want to worship in. Um, okay. I love this part also. I'm just going to read again. <laughs> Here we pray to a God with no college degree and an attitude. Here I am not afraid to spit. I mean, are you like serious? I'm just, I just, I feel like as someone who is like deeply like sexually repressed by like religious trauma, it was so validating for me to read like those two being like married and like almost saying how like sex can be almost like a sacred act and how it like actually is because I feel like my whole life people are trying to like separate sex and religion. Yeah. And so seeing you like bring those two together was like so amazing. Healing. That's so cool. No, yeah. I love like that's kind of like the whole thing I mean Cameron and I literally like well Cameron also went to like Catholic like yes school, we did bond over that I was like a little kid yes in elementary school. I love your passion of the Christ story we'll yeah. get to it later we'll get to it later yeah <laughs> yeah all my Christian school stories um yeah but um yeah Cameron and I have totally been able to talk about it and Cameron and I literally like had to come out to each other we were just like yeah like you're bisexual I'm a bisexual too like just so you know like, yes! and it was just a very like confirming conversation and like yeah it's a very specific angle and it's cool to sometimes talk to other people and even a girl that I was hooking up with recently she was also someone who had been raised like very religious 
And it's like, I think it's like this very important thing, especially for women, like that transition out of like understanding like everything of like seeing what was like once dirty as like this thing that is like holy and redeeming is like a very important shift of psyche I feel almost like when you go from girl to woman yeah if you don't have that transition like you end up living with like a lot of shame yes Um, absolutely and just playing it out like the rejection all the time Um, yeah so it's cool to feel like anybody like resonates with like the feeling or of like knowing yes Okay, yeah, wait, tell absolutely. your passion of the Christ story. Oh my God. Okay, so I write about it. I don't know. I don't think the poem actually is in this particular zine, but it's published in a different um, magazine from a couple years ago um, where I'm writing about the college app process. And I write about being in the second grade and watching <laughs> the crucifixion of Christ tape <laughs> and um, everyone in class crying and me like you know flipping my hair like puffing out my chest being like it's just a movie like you know and uh, getting sent to the office <laughs> for oh telling everybody in class that what was happening was just a movie uh, yeah. so that, was my- that is so funny uh. it's sort of like the kid who tells everyone that Santa Claus isn't real like it's sort of that vibe yeah and then having to pray for forgiveness and being oh like my yes God. repent for your sins yeah. of revealing the fact that it's just a movie and they're not just like watching Christ die on the cross right now it is that sort of like emotional manipulation that the church I mean, does a bunch of little like children sniffling like yeah i know no literally it's like the church like i feel like growing up so many times like i would go to like church camp every summer and youth group and mission trips and it was always like trying to like they were always trying to get us to cry yes and i feel like that like by them getting us to cry was putting us in like a vulnerable position where they're like oh now that you're crying you know that this is actually god like this is God working through you. And it's like, no, you're just like emotionally manipulating us yes. into having a reaction and then saying that's God. And this is a cult. So that, right. so that we're like validating like, oh yeah, like this actually is a religious experience. This isn't just like emotional manipulation. And then I feel like it like makes people used to being emotionally manipulated. And, and now we're here. Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was only because like as a kid that I liked acting that I could like sit there and be like, this is a movie. Oh, that's so interesting. <laughs> you know I mean? So, like so you were reason. a child actor yeah, as well? Yeah, I was like doing yes. like musical theater and stuff from the time I was like six years old or seven years old. Yes. I was that kid. So people you, don't believe me when they was me It's now. true. No, <laughs> but, but you have that like understanding of like what a performance what a is, is opposed, what a play is. Right. So you're like, I can understand having an emotional reaction to yeah. a piece of art as opposed to like this is real life yeah yeah and, and so like at that age to yeah on it when I got older and be like whoa like I was just sitting there knowing <laughs> just that's like, so crazy like kid do you do you feel like you ever were like bought into religion or was it always something that you kind of disagreed with oh yeah I think I definitely bought into religion I think I'm a very spiritual person and I think yeah. that's why I think I had to have like a transition of like belief like because I was definitely I think I had parents that were pretty close-minded sometimes about, um, like, definitions of, like, what it means to be accepted, what it means to be, like, quote-unquote, a child of God, Mm -hmm. and, like, all these things that, like, are required. Um, And I don't really identify as religious anymore, but I do think I understand that there is higher power regardless of anything, that nobody would be here without it, and that that, that, that's gendered in any type of way. Um, or that that comes with any set of rules. I think we have free will. I think everything is based on our own yes. ideas and like absolutely. 
Well, and two, your your dad like converted from like being a Muslim, yeah, like to marry your mom. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah. So, so that was just like another like whole level. Even though he converted, I feel like you do kind of hold some of those like Muslim values like well, with you as well. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, in some ways, and I mean, my name is Arabic. Yeah. Like, just I guess the general things of like not eating pork, I guess. But my family was always just very like. Uh, stress the belief in God more so than it was like anything so specific about yeah either it was God Jesus any of those things and more so about how you had to be in order to be accepted and I feel like that was something that was important to disconnect from which is even what's like in the poem yeah totally also can you put the mic closer to your mouth oh yes yeah Yeah. no No, that's okay that's good that's good we want the people to hear your lovely words yeah but what you were saying about like God not being like gendered I'm like, the fact that everyone thinks that God is a man is insane. It's insane. Like, the fact I think that, like, it's purposeful. Well, no, I think, yeah. I think it's, like, yeah. literally a tool to manipulate yeah. and, like, to basically make, you know, women and everyone be, like, oh, like, men are the, per- the person that we're supposed to, like, submit to. Yeah. Like, like, I feel like it's all about, like, submitting to men. And I didn't realize that until recently because I was, like, it's crazy that, like, there could be this huge power that's so big and so out of our understanding that is, like, so powerful that that thing would have a gender. Because, like, a, I mean, obviously gender is, like, a human construct that, like, we've created. It's, like, how God would, like, have a race or, like, a sexuality. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, when you're working, like, with energies that are, like, above our, like, being, I'm, like, those things don't work in gender. Like, yeah, femininity is an energy. Masculinity is an energy. It's not, like, a, a gender. Totally. So, like, when you think about, like, a God, you would honestly have to know that it embodied both energies. Yeah. It's going to be the supreme being over a bunch of <laughs> beings that are. Yeah, you know, totally. Um, that's just my opinion, though. Oh, yeah. Is sea of a million opinions. And like the whitewashing of, of Jesus as well. <laughs> yeah. Like the fact that there's like all these like renderings of Jesus where he's like white and blue eyed and everyone's like, oh, yeah, God is like a straight white man. It's like Ugh. there's zero chance like yeah. no I can't it's just everyone trying to make sense of it and they're just like oh like I'm just gonna simplify it down to like all these little things that I know and that is that God is a man because all the men are in charge and this is what we're gonna do yeah it's a mess it's, it's very interesting um Zaria, do you ever pray still we like manifest I was gonna say when you ask it like that I guess it feels a little charged but I would say I guess I probably do yeah probably Mm -hmm. not I definitely ask the universe the forces above my angels to help me guide me show me what I'm not you know seeing Mm -hmm. yes well and what's interesting is because I think a lot of people would who were like go to church would think it's like sacrilegious to manifest but they don't understand that like they're actually just doing the same thing right exactly it's about putting yourself on that vibration yeah and I feel like that is essentially what praying is is when you just sit up and decide to center yourself in a certain energy call Mm -hmm. on a certain energy yes um you know become centered with a certain energy yes and you know call it into your life yeah yeah, nobody needs to like pretend to drink anyone's blood that's wine and eat someone's skin. I mean, yeah, that <laughs> is like actually weirder. Even. I really can sometimes. Yeah, I, I wish that I feel like I was very like turned off from the idea of praying because of religion yeah. in Christianity. But I feel like I'm 
sort of at a place. Like, I feel like when I first decided to like stop being Christian, I sort of had to be like zero anything, like no spirituality at all. And I feel like I'm finally back at a place where I'm like, I want like something in my life, like some sort of prayer, like Cameron and I are doing the artist way. And it talks a lot about like, it's also sort of like, uh, the woman who wrote it, Julia Cameron. Yes. She like was involved in like a lot of 12 step programs, which focus a lot on like the higher power. Right. And so it talks a lot about like sort of a higher power and it makes you write like an artist prayer. And so I have this thing like written out and it's basically like just like a generic prayer, but it's like, I can go back and like recite it. I sort of like the idea of like a prayer that you can recite because it's sort of like, it feels like a ritual almost. I was going to say, because it was like a mantra is like a prayer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like I was a mantra. Say, like I have plenty of things that I'm like, when I'm, when you're repeating your mantras over and over at the end of the day, it's a prayer. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? totally. like, like whatever you call it, it's like, yeah. yeah, I think just a lot of it for like, like words for me are so charged. Like for me, I God, that, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's like a Christian God. That's like a Christian I've male so, God. I've so struggled with that. Cause I've so like, I'm like the same, like going to school when I was younger, having parents that I felt like would just like, you know, use things super like oppressively. I definitely was like super disconnected from like anything that was like centered in God or like someone that would be like, you know, super Jesus. Mm-hmm. He, um, and felt the need to disconnect myself almost like to show that I was like, I don't know, smarter than that. Like, than the bigotry, but like yeah. not being that it's different than being above like the true ethos of it or the yes. actual message of it. Yes. That's what I think takes longer to recognize. Yeah. Like, and I'll even have like I have this gorgeous um, pearl choker that has a white cross on it, and I love it. And uh-huh. I always think I'm like, damn, is someone gonna think I'm just some like bigot, fucking crazy? Sorry, I don't know. Oh my okay. god, no, but it's if true. I wear this, it's or I'm like, but is it also just not this beautiful jewelry and that the actual quote unquote message of what this is supposed to represent? And that yeah. I do think images get, you know, contextualized, and we have a lot of opinions about. Yeah, I have so I have a lot of friends who are like ex Christian who still wear like cross necklaces. I mean, they're like fashion. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's interesting. Madonna. Totally fashion. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I don't know. Like she reclaimed it. She totally was like, you know, like a fucking prayer. All of those. She was like, right, like a virgin. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Just like queen of associating like sexuality and like yeah. the church and just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, all of that. No, Madonna, like she did so much for us. <laughs> I mean, like, I know, but like, honestly, have you guys seen um, Madonna Truth or Dare? It's a documentary about Madonna. Yes, yes. It's really, really good. It is so good. You should watch it, but there's this. Um, it's really about how she, like, fully takes advantage of, like, all of her dancers. Like, isn't there, or maybe there's a, there might be a documentary I think, about Truth or Dare. I think there's a documentary about Truth or Dare. Okay, so that's the one Where, I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, yeah. And it's about, like, literally how she just took advantage of all of her, like, black queer dancers for, like, her big, like, message or whatever. Well, because in and Truth then, or Dare, it, it's very much, like, we're all a family vibes. And but it's a I, lie. But I, I have. them dust. I have Ooh. heard of this. So I do yeah. need to watch this documentary to get the second. But. What I will say about the Truth or Dare documentary is that it shows her like before a show in like, I think Canada or like Germany or so. Anyways, it's in a different country. And basically there's, there's like this whole scene when she sings like a virgin where she's basically on a bed on stage, like basically like reenacting like a sexual act, but it's like just her and she's sort of like dancing around in the sheets and these like 
police officers essentially like come up to their to her and she's like they're like you're not allowed to do the like a virgin thing like if you do this like you're gonna get shut down you're gonna get arrested and she's like oh. I'm doing it like I don't fucking care oh, like NWA style like yeah we're gonna get her oh my yeah God. and like fully she like goes out on stage and like does her shit and like I think she actually may have gotten arrested but yeah. like was just like, fuck it. Like I'm not, and she was like, I'm not backing down. Like, this is my art. Like I'm going to give them the best show that I possibly can. That's just crazy. But it's just like she, for, in terms of just like female sexuality, like she was on the forefront of that movement in so many ways. Like, yeah, I don't know. I think that our parents' generation especially is like so afraid of female sexuality. Yeah. And I feel like having Madonna, like as an icon in that generation was like so important. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like doing writing and poetry since I was a teenager and even working with it in a professional way. So I've always been very aware of like the respectability politics that kind of come with being a writer. And I do feel that writers inhabit this like very particular intersection where they're like the artists of the intellectuals. Yes. And they're like the intellectuals of the artists and they kind of like sit in that middle place Um, but it still involves a lot of the same respectability, um, energy and the conscious decision to like be a sexual being as someone who pursues anything like of the mind as someone in a female body is a decision. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think I was 18 and I just decided I wanted these pictures of myself in this huge suit. Yeah. I was going to be topless under it. And they put me in this like huge choker like around my neck. And there's a photo where my nipples like peeking out a little and bit. And she looks bomb. And I was like 18 at the time, I think 19. And then I was just going to go get a job at a retail store or something. And I think I was talking to my mom about it. And she was like, oh, you know, they're not going to hire you with that photo on your And they did. Social media, you should take it down. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what the heck? And I was like, oh, yeah, like the guy who hired me, like they told me they really love my Instagram. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> they really? <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's so funny. <laughs> and it was like a funny moment, I guess, in my own development of like having to recognize that it is kind of like you can't really control the way the generation before us feels about everything that's happening because contextually it's just may not line up yes I almost feel like the things that our parents fear are gonna ruin our careers are actually the things that are helping our careers yes because like I remember when I was first like coming out as bisexual or whatever and I was talking to my mom and like a big thing for her was that she didn't want me to like tell my grandparents and just to keep it between like me and like my immediate family and my friends or whatever and sort of like Uh, there was a lot of like, oh, well, like in the industry, like are you know what I mean? Like, are you going to be like out in the industry? And like, what's that going to, like, what are people going to say about you? And is that going to like pigeonhole you? And I feel like since coming out, like my career has just like, if anything, gotten better because also it's like, I had these opportunities to like perform on queer shows and I get to talk about being queer on stage and like people connect with that, you know? And especially now it's like, people are trying as hard as they can to like lift marginalized voices and people are like actually wanting to hear like stories from queer people and people of color. And this is like an important thing now, you yeah, know what I mean? And so like part of your life, yeah, it's like the very thing that like our families like think is inappropriate, like talking about sex, talking about our sexuality, like our like multiple identities or whatever. They're like so afraid of that, but that's like the thing that people care about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I feel like, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just, it's been so cool to come out. And I have a lot of comedian friends who are like afraid to come out for that reason. Mm. And I'm just like, oh my God, like you're, you're just gonna have so much more stuff to talk about. You'll have such a different like fan base and audience and 
I just feel like it's the coolest thing to like be able to hear other people talk about like queer stories on stage. Yeah. You I know, mean, even just us naming the show, I was like, oh God, I was like, do we want to do this? Like, do we want to name it that? Like, yeah. do we want to go? I remember you talking about that too. Yeah. And then you were like, no dude, like it's going to be okay. Like, yeah, actually Cameron and I had a little bit of a heart to heart about yeah. that. Because I remember I said... I actually was, like, going through a whole thing because I was hooking up with this girl who is not a bisexual. She's a fluid sexual person. Okay. And I had a problem with it, and I was talking to Cameron about it, and I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, you know, when you're bisexual, I was like, what is bisexual identity? I said, I feel like it's so invisible. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I said someone could just say, I said, I feel like it's, like, on a need-to-know basis. I was like, someone could, like, granted, I feel like someone could, like, know because of like my friends or the yeah, people they I could hang figure out it out your energy like, yeah whatever but it's like me having like a partner long term like someone can assume like oh like you know whatever and I was like I don't want to be like attracting that type of energy like a co- the concept of like it being something hidden or something that I don't care about yeah and that <laughs> there is like um I guess this need to specify because I was saying that to Cameron that I was like so many people are bisexual and they just like don't say they're bisexual. Yeah, totally. And they just think it's like something that just go comes and goes. I was like relationally to straight people, I feel like you just think of bisexuals as like threesome and like yeah, that's the only time that a bisexual comes up. Yeah. Um. Yes. <laughs> but no, we're coming out, y'all. Yeah. We're saying it proud. We're like going hard. It's Pride Month. Like I think it's so important. I mean, like just the fact that growing, I mean, maybe it was obviously different for you guys because you had each other in high school and yeah, obviously and growing up in LA, there's a lot more of like queer people, but like where I- Where are you from? I'm from, just from the Bay Area, but where like um, East Bay, Lafayette. Lafayette, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, it's just very straight over there. And growing up, like, I didn't know any queer people, really. Like, I might have a gay cousin who lives in Georgia. Like, you know what I mean? But it wasn't, (laughs) it wasn't really like that. And And then I went to college. Huh? Your community. Yes. And then I went to college and I met a bisexual girl and I was like, oh, like, that's an option? And then I was like, oh, why do I feel so weird around this person? And then I was like, (laughs) oh, because I'm also that. Like, and it just took, it was, it took so long for me to like actually come to terms with it because I didn't even know it was an option. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's important too. I think that's what I was getting at with Cameron that I was like, there's a difference like in the sexualization, I guess, is that's what I was going to say. I do think, and that's why I was having my whole ego death. Cause I was like, Oh no, I was like, Oh, this is real. I was like, I could love you. And like, you're a woman. And it's like, it doesn't matter if I'm like, I can, you can love a man and you can love a woman. That's such a specific thing. Yeah. And I feel like so many people don't like recognize maybe, or like it's all wrapped up in like preference that like it has to be one or the other. Not that it's like completely both yeah 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 it's yeah. completely both <laughs> it's completely both absolutely and like I one of my mom's friends was talking to me recently and she was like so I don't understand you have a boyfriend but you're bisexual me so and I, I know us this is such a crowd of like a girl Bis- bisexuals bi- with boyfriends <laughs> support group <laughs> but um but yeah, I don't know. I was just like, yeah, like I'm still attracted to women. Like what, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, you're married to a man. Like, do you think other men are attractive? And she was like, well, yeah. And I was like, that's the same thing. Like yeah. you're allowed to like still, like obviously like that attraction still exists, but you're just choosing to be in like a monogamous relationship or whatever, or non-monogamous even, you know what I mean? Right. 
Our first Pride was probably, like, when, I mean, for me, I think it was when we all, like, went, like, a couple years ago or something. Right, I'm like, I don't even remember how old we were. I don't remember either. I don't know. Maybe that was, maybe, maybe I was a sophomore in college at that point. I was like, I literally don't remember. So I must have been, we were probably, like, 21 or like 22 maybe like yeah yeah um so that was like the summer that we all went out when monk was in toronto oh my god yes oh i'd probably once when i was like 19 yeah Hi. hi pride is such an interesting experience yeah like the physical going to the you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And it's like a thing. Like, I just remember, and that's what I mean. Like, I was hooking up with a girl who was sort of like, I remember talking about going to Pride. and she Oh, was, I remember. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and it being like this thing where she was just like, um, uh, she knew I was going to Pride with my friends. And I guess I've just <laughs> always been like much more comfortable being a bisexual. I've just always felt that way. I was like, I'm like with my boyfriend and I'm still going to Pride. It doesn't matter. Because I know there are people who like think that it's like a thing. But, and Autry and I related on that a lot in the past even. Um, like feeling like you didn't have a space at Pride or, or, no, or like some, like some bisexuals weird, feeling like, like they could like some weird like yeah just because like her partner's non-binary and like people can just like assume things like about like yeah relationship there's also a lot of like straight slander about pride and i think that people will see a couple who is like straight passing and be like oh like straight people are just trying to like infiltrate pride and like because there is definitely a lot of like you know, like girls from like my fucking high school that were just like straight white girls going to like get fucked up well, and like and fucking point at the drag queens. Dudes. Well, yeah, yeah and absolutely just, infiltrating the space. Like, but when, it's like a hard balance of being like these are actually straight people like taking up space in like a queer environment right, versus straight say. passing people like have feeling like they can't go exactly. And, and I think say. that's where a lot of like bi erasure comes in. That's and exactly like, if there's say. a term for that, like erasure of like non-binary people, you know what I mean? In a bi yeah, relationship, yeah. And about yeah. relationship or like if I yeah, like if I were to go to pride like my natural instinct is to not go to pride with my boyfriend yeah. but like I'm still a queer person and like that's my partner and I want to like celebrate like because it's still like a queer relationship like right. because I'm a queer person like right. that doesn't take that away exactly and that's the thing I was hooking up with this girl who's also still hooking up with men and I was like I had a boyfriend at the time so it's like you know and I was going to pride with all my friends and I was just like talking to her about going with us and she was like wanting to go but she was like I just don't feel like I can I feel like I haven't like suffered or anything (laughs) oh like literally said that and I was like are you kidding I was like what are you talking about like there's I have to say there's and I felt like and it was like and I almost felt like bad for a second where I was like whoa like that's like not what it's about like at all and I was like that's almost you like taking it out of your mind that like you can't be there and then I'm like that's like literally actually the whole point is that you're yeah. supposed to like be able to like go that like, is suffering good about it yeah and the fact that you like feel like you're it's like, like <laughs> inflicting suffering on yourself yeah. because you feel like you haven't been like yeah. marginalized I mean I think there like a lot of people are I think a lot of bi erasure stems from people thinking that bi people haven't suffered enough yeah, and it's like, like it's, it's like aren't we getting to a place where suffering doesn't like equate identity you know what I mean? Like people were like, oh, like if you weren't like bullied and like called slurs and blah, 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 like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I think that to an extent, like 
all queer people have suffered, even if just internally, you know, like I think. Right, I get that. Like, I totally understand because I really do think feel like it's both sides. Like, because you can call it struggle, but I do feel life experience like builds everybody's totally. I think it's about even thinking that that has anything to do with it. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, it's not like trauma. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like trauma trauma is not like a prerequisite. If you like pussy, like you can come. Like, yeah. No, literally just if you eat pussy, you can come. You can have all the money in the bank. Your parents can love you. Like that's yeah. loud. It's yeah. not been hard. Like yeah, <laughs> like, everything's okay. No, absolutely. I think there is sort of this like trauma porn almost that happens yeah, around yeah. pride and like queer identity and being like, oh, like th- like this person is like poor and homeless and well, you know what I mean. It is like, oh my god, absolutely. Like we should lift this person up, but like you know what I mean. Like literally anyone can be queer. Like you said, yes. as if you eat pussy, like that's cool. Like if you suck a dick, come on over. Yeah. Like whatever yeah. genitals or holes you're sucking and fucking, yeah. like, <laughs> that's fine. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, I think there is like, there's so much imposter syndrome that comes with being queer and being Absolutely. somewhere in the middle of the spectrum. Yeah. Um, But yeah, if you're listening to this and you think that you don't deserve to go to Pride, you absolutely do. Fucking go. Go. And also like, I think that even if you see a bunch of straight girls there, maybe they're all figuring out their identity. You know what I mean? There's at least one that's closeted. I mean, I I feel like I went to Pride with my quote unquote straight friends and now like a lot of them are queer. Wait, did you ever go to Pride with like sorority people? Um, Yeah. I mean, well, it was like weird because it was people from my freshman year of college who like were in sororities, but like it was like one of like this girl that I met who was bi and then her friends and some of them are bi now. I don't know, but I'm trying to think of the first pride that I went to. Yeah, I was like, I literally couldn't remember. I think that was, I think it was with them. Well, cause I remember growing up, my mom didn't let me go to pride. And oh, because you're like close because I'm like really San Fran, pride. right? Because I could just oh. t- get on BART and go into the city, and like you just get off at Civic Center and you're right there, like right. at like the city hall and everything. And um, I remember my mom telling me that it was like dangerous to go. Oh, wow. And because like as a teenager, a lot of my friends would go and people would like dress up in rainbows and go get drunk and whatever, and like that's sort of all it was, but like. You know, when you're like, as a child and like teenager, I was like a very like staunch gay rights activist, but I was like, no, I'm straight. I'm just like a really strong ally. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I actually, in seventh grade, our English class, we could, our assignment was to make a PSA about anything. And I chose to make it about gay marriage. And so it was like the PSA, first of all, it's to the, it's to Love Bug by Jonas Brothers. That's like the music tracking under all of it. And it's a split screen of like a male, female couple, and then a female, female couple. And the girls are both wearing like rainbow tie dye t-shirts. And it's like, it's like a split screen and they're like both doing the same things. They're like both walking and holding hands, like laughing on the hammock together, like sitting on swings. And then at the end it says, they live like us. They love like us. So why can't we treat them like us? Oh, wow. Being gay isn't a choice. Being ignorant is. Yes. And then, and then it like fades out and it's like a close up of like a pink rose. And it's like, I saw you for the first time yesterday. Wow. <laughs> 
And so that was probably like a tip off for a lot of things. But, um, but yeah, like I always really wanted to go to pride and I don't know. I just don't think I ever went cause I, I didn't want to like fight too hard to go. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. When you were still so scared. I think like, I was scared. And I think my mom put a lot of fear into me about like just even getting on BART, like growing up in like the suburbs of San Francisco, like getting to go on a train to the city by yourself with your friends is very much like a part of growing up and being like, oh, like you hear that? Like we're finally letting Brooke take Bart to the city with her oh, friends. Gee, like, wow. you know what I mean? It's very much like a thing. Well, Cause also like Bart is like, I don't know. And then like, obviously there's a lot of crime and then like Fruitvale station. And you I know hear what I'm you, but it's just the opposite. Like I just like grew up taking the subway to oh, school. Oh, totally. Yeah. Like literally every single day. I know that's how, I mean, that's probably one of like our it's first like, hangouts yeah, is like, like on the bus. Taking the subway and yeah. bus. To Sometimes Union the station. bus and the subway and a bus. Yeah. Like, literally. Like, I mean, I took the bus to school, but it was like the school bus. Right. I get it. You know yeah, what I mean? I like it, it was just, it's just different, like not growing up in the city. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean like, and I've friends obviously who grew up in like New York city and they're just like, Oh yeah. Like I literally was on public transport with like crazy people my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh yeah. My mom tried so hard to like shelter me from that. Yeah. But I was just like, no, like it was very much like little mermaid vibes. Like I was like, I want to see what's out there. Like <laughs> let me out of this <laughs> sea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which also like, isn't the sea so much more dangerous than land? Well, Poseidon, <laughs> I feel like each side could argue that. The yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's just like, I think the bottom line is it's like the fear of what you don't know. Yeah. Because obviously the second mo- mo- movie, Little Mermaid 2, Earlier right, Return. She wants to go back. She to wants ocean. to go back to the ocean. Oh, I And then her mom's trying this. to t- prevent her from going back into the ocean. So it is sort of a perfect metaphor yeah. for what we're talking about. Grass is always greener. Uh, the seaweed is always greener. Yeah. <laughs> I think that pride that we went to was like my first official pride for sure. That was so fun. It was so fun. We went to like LA pride. Yeah. LA pride. What what is LA pride? Like I've never been to LA pride still. It was in WeHo. Yeah. It's so fun. It's just, you go to all the clubs and then you also dance all out in the street. Yeah. Is it like one, is it like one day or is it like all the, cause I feel like like last year wasn't, Last year there was no pride, and then this year, like question mark, is there pride? I know it was like a it's like a whole weekend. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's like, I think it starts with the march or something, and then like yeah. the rest of the day is just like, like a parade, party mm-hmm. town. Yeah. I don't and, know when that was happening this year. If yeah. it's happening or. I remember one year I the was like actually hoping it was going to happen. Me too. I, so, I, I fully like, thought pride was, was happening. That could happen. Yeah, but. I haven't heard anything. I remember one year at the parade in San Francisco, the cast of Orange is the New Black was on a float. <laughs> Another tip off, I loved Orange is the New Black. Mm. Like huge fan. I remember I was watching Orange is the New Black and my mom walked in the room and she goes, doesn't this make you uncomfortable? All these <laughs> lesbian sex scenes? Oh and I was like, no. And what does that say about me? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, actually, can you leave? <laughs> like, Oh my God. But that... But that was some, Orange is New Black is very, is very good queer female representation. Yeah. No, I was obsessed with the, I think we, have we talked about this on the pod? Maybe in, I in an old episode. I don't know if we've really talked. I don't know if we really dove in, dove, dove in? But like. Dived? <laughs> Zaria, help. <laughs> Writer. Um, yeah. Okay, suddenly I cannot conjugate a verb in my own language. <laughs> but like when Natasha Leone is eating out her partner. Oh yes, we talked church. about this. When Natasha Leone, what's that uh, other actor's name? Did you ever watch Orange is New Black? I never. 
Oh my god! Well, you've it's seen okay. it though. Yeah, yeah, so I, know, it. I yeah. didn't finish it. I saw it, it until like the second season. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's like a season or two at the end that I haven't watched, but yeah. like didn't it do just, like three or four? Yeah, five? I think there may be five. Yeah, see, yeah. because I think yeah. I haven't watched yeah, like four it, or yeah. five. Yeah, but I was very into it in the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, like we talked. There's like a scene where Natasha Leon is like, Pusey died, and then I was oh my god, it. okay, I know. No, when yeah, Pusey died, that was so fucked up. Yeah. That no, that was truly fucked up. Oh <laughs> yeah. my god, it's such a good show though. But it, that was so sad because Pusey is like she's the best. Yeah, she's cute. She's so cute. She's super cute. <sighs> I love how that show goes into like the backstory of every character. Yeah, yeah. That's like a format that I really enjoy. Um, so Zaria, um, so you're a writer, obviously. Mm-hmm. So besides poetry, what form of writing do you enjoy or do you find yourself mostly inclined to write? Um, I also write music. Yes. Cool Songwriter do. queen. Um, I've just been getting back into doing music more recently. So that's been fun. Um, and I'm hoping at some point in my lifetime to write a film. To write film? Yeah, I've been doing oh, some yes. short films and stuff. Do you want to discuss the the unpublished? Oh God, because that's yeah. a really good concept. Yeah, that's was, great uh, to talk about on this pod. I working on a film that got postponed um, for the time being, but I think it's good. I'm like, I honestly don't even want to talk about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, but, like, the concept, is yeah. it the name alone? Yeah, it's been postponed, but we're working on it. Um, it's called Heteromantics. Yes. Um, it's called it what? Heteromantics. Ooh. Um, it is a movie that was inspired by an experience that I had um, hooking up with a heteromantic identifying individual. <laughs> um, Can you define heteromantic for Heteromantic is a person who identifies with only having romantic feelings heterosexually. So, and not sexual feelings. Not sexual feelings. So that they could be bisexual, but they are a oh, but heteromantic. And that they only feel feelings. Oh, okay. Um, for, for, the, for the opposite sex. Okay, yes. that's interesting. Um, and so. Can you be like homo romantic? I guess. Yeah, I or guess. Bi romantic? Sure, maybe? yeah. You could yeah. be Yeah, today someone told me they were demisexual. Oh, I totally heard about that and like not even to be that bitch. I was like, that's so true <laughs> like, like cause that's the whole thing it's like you don't like fucking strangers and I was yeah, like yeah it's like you have to have like me. an emotional connection yeah. I was like it's not an emotional connection so much it's as much as I'm like oh I need to like know who you are I'm like, like I don't right. know you yeah. like, at least for like one day at yeah. least I'm like I don't care yeah. like, I don't like just like, some people are into just bodies I guess and I was no. like oh no I'm so much more attracted to like knowing what a person is like before I totally. have sex with them I feel like I'm not or at least like I don't feel like I'm attracted to just like the male body as it is mm-hmm. but then when I know like what's inside of it I'm like oh I love this body yeah whereas like I feel like I'm just more initially attracted to the female body and then yeah, I think everything female, else is extra yeah so <laughs> yeah. anyway that's what the movie is about okay I had romantic but it's being told from the originally we were doing it from the male perspective which was very funny yeah but I was oh. wanting to do it from the female perspective because I just felt like it just needed to be done from the female perspective because uh-huh. I was like that's yeah. just necessary and I just feel like it needs to happen at a certain point because I, I actually feel like it's more common for women to identify that way than men. Oh. Um, and I just felt like the movie needed to be about women. Totally. Yeah. So um, did you write this? Yeah, I wrote it. And are you um, going to be in it as well? No, I'm not in it. Originally, okay. I'm directing it and I was writing it. Director um, girl boss. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. Um, Sorry, yeah. I, I am saying that ironically. I hope you know that. <laughs> girl like, lost the house. Yeah, <laughs> girl lost the house down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's basically about this dude who's, it's about a heteromantic support group where a bunch of people show up 
to um, vent all of their feelings about their heteromantic escapades and about um, whatever it is that's going on in their life, particularly about being a heteromantic. And it's about this, originally, the original script is about this one man who's coming in to discuss how much he loves sucking his friend's dick, but that he's pissed at him because that like he's not gay and he's tired of him insisting that it makes him gay. <laughs> um, and that's what the movie was, is like this huge sort of like emotional breakdown of this man in this yes. support group. But now it's going to be a woman, so it'll be uh, different. I'm obsessed like with that more, more. Yeah. I do feel like in like at a bisexual space, like that is so prevalent. Like so many women are like, yeah. oh, I could like fuck a woman, but I can't like feel feelings for her yeah and I'm like where does that come like is that a genuine thing or like, is don't it just like me about this because I don't <laughs> do you I mean we generally don't have to get into it but I would love to hear your I would love to hear your opinion <laughs> it's just repression I mean it's just I more I think honestly there's something completely misogynistic about deciding that you don't love women I'm like no honestly, I like, I sort of agree like, them. Well, I think it's I, actually misogynist like I, I, I say that I know I mean I think that it's sort of like we are taught to sexualize women from such a young Literally, age. I'm like, you're just continuing the system of misogyny by... Right, and it's like, also, how could you close women? yourself off to that? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm like, I've never had, like, a real, like, relationship, like, dating with a woman. Same. And I've had, like, you know, sexual experience with them, and I've had, you know, crushes and, like, little flings, you know what I mean? But I'm like, that's that would be crazy for me to say, like, oh, I'm only sexually attracted to women when I don't even know, you know what I mean? Like yeah. also like have I'm young as yeah. fuck. My whole life is ahead of me. Like right. for all I know, I could meet my soulmate tomorrow and she could be a woman. You right. know what I mean? And I was just really interested in that psychology. Cause I do feel like I like don't want to make it personal day, but I do feel that people of that particular experience tend to try to make it about not liking to be labeled when that's all that you're doing is labeling yourself by saying something like that. Yeah. You right. know, said like, Oh, I don't want to be called a bisexual. I'm like, okay, then that's you like attaching to the label. That's you making the label mean anything more than just a word what it is right but then it's like but then you're comfortable with the label of straight even though you're clearly not existing within that binary even though you're just like sitting here sucking dick or you're like you're eating pussy so it's like what which one is it yeah yeah so that's kind of what the movie was about um is about yes it's so good it's It's so good (laughs) it's a short yeah it's a short supposed to be like five seven minutes awesome it's mostly just all ego death no, I, I love that. I think that's such an interesting concept. And I think that there's like, there's so much like nuance with like bisexuality and like the relationships and how complicated it is. Like yeah. I was trying to think about like books and movies that like talk about bisexual relationships because it is so complicated, especially with like friends and like lines get blurry and things get complicated. And, um, I feel like we just need more, more stories about that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause it is like, even though there's so many great stories about like lesbians and gay people it is sort of like just the opposite of a straight. It's like, it sort of does exist with this binary, you know, there's not that like confusion and that like blurred line. Whereas I feel like in my experience, like bisexual relationships can get so complicated. I want to ask Zaria. Yes. If you are afraid of death. (laughs) I'm afraid of death. Oh my God. I guess in like the way that, I don't know if afraid is the right word. I guess I get a little anxious. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like if it happens too soon or something or if I'll feel like it's too soon. Yes. Oh my um, God. That's the one thing. I do feel like it's like a little inevitable. So I'm curious what it'll look like. What it'll Same. be like. Same. 
same. No, I have existential crises like every every couple weeks or so where I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to die and no one can escape it and everyone's going to die. And like, <laughs> what are we going to do? I mean, everyone will die. Yes. Uh, yes. That's what I mean. I'm like, I feel a little more like recently I've been like, okay. Like, I don't, I don't know. like everybody's going to die. Okay. So, All right. Like, I'm like, what's up? Like, yeah. No, I'm like hoping that I'll be down with it. You know, yeah. like the old people where you're like, oh, they're just very ready. They're I know. Very yeah, that's ready. what I mean. I feel like certain people, I feel like at a certain point, like, I don't know if I'm there or there, but I just recently started to feel the like, okay, like, yeah, this is just this part. Like, Understanding the idea of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm like really hoping the DMT kicks in in my brain really hard. Right, quickly. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. Do you guys think that, what do you guys think happens after you die? Dude, I don't know. I want it to be like soul. Ah. <laughs> Where we all just like. Soul's just undulating yeah, in clouds. And then we just like go and we like, just like pick another bot and then like you just come out and then like hopefully what freaks me out. So like is a that, reincarnation situation. Yeah. And what yeah. freaks me out is that I wouldn't be able to remember what happened in this life. I think that's the point though. That's what they say. Like every time you reincarnate, like, or like when you're young, you remember. Like <sighs> well, there's, have you heard more. like. Okay, I follow this like TikTok account that's like Work. crazy reincarnation stories. And it's like this little boy who like knows that he's Babe Ruth basically. And he like is able to prove it in like all these different ways. Like, I don't know, I'll send them to you guys later. But basically it's like this TikTok and it's all these different videos explaining like different people who were like, oh, like who believe to be like reincarnated versions of people who like died previously. Oh, yeah. And they like remember these people from their lives and these events and yeah. they would like keep reenacting certain things. And isn't that how they choose the Donalee Lama? Where I they, don't know. I this is like giving me very like the it. giver vibes. Where they like ha, like the Dalai Lama always has like the same glasses on like the same like weird little items oh like my God. that. No, I did not know. And that. they like present know. it to like the young child who they think like is gonna be the Dalai Lama. And if he can pick like the right items that are his, like he's the Dalai Lama. And it's like if you don't pick the right items, then you're not. But like if you do, like you are. And they think it's because like they can remember like which ones are theirs, just like right. instinctually. I forget which movie that was, but that's a very that scene is <laughs> ingrained in my brain. That's so interesting. I thought that was fucking crazy. And that's like to your point, like the kids, like I guess when you're a kid, like you're supposed to remember but yeah. I don't even think I remember if I remembered anything but I think that's like the yeah that's the point yeah, yeah. but it's like I feel like you sort of carry your past lives with you in a way that you yeah can't definitely. understand like there are definitely things where I'm like oh, okay I was definitely like that in a past life yeah you know what I mean or like there are certain identities where I feel like I was I don't know yeah, I don't know. In a past life, but like, how the fuck are we supposed to know? I don't know. Or maybe I, we're just trying to like find shit to explain what's going on with us. Definitely. Which if that's not just like what it is to be alive, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I'm a Pisces, ENFP, and I think I was a gay man in a past life. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, oh, okay. Like that's, that's what happens when you leave religion and you need something to explain things. Zaria, who's your queer icon? Oh, yes. All-time queer icon slash icon. Yeah. Anyone, though. I like... And they don't have to be gay to be your icon. Okay, I'm going to go problematic for the first one. And okay. I'm say my first queer icon was definitely Tila Tequila. <gasps> okay, uh, same. Okay, same. I mean, I, I never want to mention her. I being a child <laughs> yes. in my grandmother's house. Yes. And 
a shot at love with Tila Tequila coming on the TV yes. and her walking through the door and then panning across the foyer and it being a big blue wall that says, I like boys and a big pink wall that says, I like girls. Yes. And then all of the contestants walking down and her like standing in the middle of them. And I was just <sighs> like, who is this? Oh, yes. I was like, who is she? We love her. Tila Tequila like, was huge. So, so, yeah. so sorry. I know that now she's like crazy Republican or something she like is, that. But, and but and she, like, and she was day. only bisexual for the show. Like she's not actually bi in real life. Wait, I don't what? know. Is that true? That's what I heard. <gasps> wow. But I mean, maybe well, she she's just like the part. Yeah. She knew okay, what but she was she did. but I think that there's like a weird generation because okay, I'll, were we talking about this that like Lohanthony now like fully identifies as straight and yes. is like I wasn't oh. even gay like that was a mistake. Awful. So I feel like maybe like a similar well, thing happened with Tila Tequila where like maybe she went back into the closet or maybe yeah. it was all like a publicity stunt. Yeah. But. I don't know, but yeah, like I mean, that was really the first bisexual representation, representation. we had. Yeah, ever. My my mom would not let me watch that show. I mean, I would sneaky yeah, watch said, it. Like, yeah. I would still watch it, but, like, it was definitely, like, turn off that trash! Like, yeah. <laughs> I would watch that in Flavor of Love and, like, RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my God. Flavor of Love. Secretly on the little TV. It's so funny. It's such a... It's a guilty pleasure watch. Yeah. Like, her energy when you were just, like, oh, my God. Like, yeah, she is, like, she was totally, really that bitch. Yeah. She was. Because she just, like, commanded a room and commanded her sexuality, which, yeah. obviously, we didn't see a lot of like women really commanding their sexuality in a way that was like for them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, she had her sex tape, like oh, it was like a lesbian yeah. sex tape. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. Wow. I love that. That's a great problematic bicon. Yeah. That's my, probably my, my first bicon <sighs> that I ever experienced. I so resonate with the, not wanting to bring her up though, because she's problematic. <laughs> she's problematic. <laughs> because I really have contemplated it. Like the last couple of times, like we've like talked about this question with other guests. I'm like, Oh, I could say it. I could say oh, it. Oh, so you've been waiting. You've been holding on to yes. it. I actually literally, there was a time I think it was, I think it was pride this year. Honestly, I feel like it was a couple of weeks ago. I literally got ready to like, I don't know if I saw something about her really recently and it yeah. reminded me of her. And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. And I literally just had to look it up again and find it. And I was just like, I literally almost posted a photo of this. Like, <laughs> the way that this shaped me. It's just so good. It's just such classic, like that era of, of reality television exactly, shows. Exactly, yeah, the reality TV era. It's just yeah. just like such, a, such a time. We need more bisexual bachelors. Reality TV yes, stars. Yes, we do. Well, they, um, have you guys watched Are You the One season eight? No. Oh. So I think we should watch this and talk about it on the pod. Um, but it's like an entire, it's like a, it's sort of like a bachelor in paradise vibe where there's like a ton of people trying to date each other instead of just like one bachelor, you know what I mean? Right. So it's sort of that vibe, but every single person on the show is like bi, pan, sexually fluid. Mm. And so basically I think the, what the show is trying to do is like, if you're able to like, they basically match you up with like your perfect match before. Oh. And then if you are able to like find that person, then like you win or something. I don't, I don't really Interesting. know. Interesting. But there's like, um, this girl that I follow on Twitter who was on it and she's like very like vocal about like being bi and like both of her sisters are also queer and anyways, but I've heard it's like the most amazing bi representation of all time. Oh, so we have to watch. We should definitely watch and discuss. We have to watch. That sounds so exciting. I know, right? Maybe we'll find the new Tila Tequila. Maybe we will. <laughs> Minus. The less problematic Tila Tequila. Yeah, yes. literally. Okay, yes. wait, so then who's your, who's your less problematic icon? If you, if you have one, of course. I mean, you can stick with just yeah, we Tila. Can, we can, yeah, we can stick with Tila and, and leave it there. Yeah, honestly, I feel like everyone else comes to a very 
closely tied, more respectable place. <laughs> All my other queer icons are pretty balanced out. Um, Music-wise, I really love Serpent with Feet. He's amazing. Who? Serpent with Feet? Serpent with Feet. He's I'm not familiar. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's super cool. He's queer. Like, I love okay, him. Okay, I love When that. you showed me his, or there, you showed me... There, their mu- their music video, the the what is it, the five ethers, oh, the four, six, ethers. four ethers, yeah, so crazy. Some like FK twigs, like crazy visuals, like existential crisis, like shit. It was just so good. I it blew my mind. Okay, I, I definitely need to check like out. On the frontier, so I would say that he's like. I would put him up there. Yeah. It's a wide range from him to Tila and Tila. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Bisexual Diaries. We put up new episodes every Wednesday. Please review and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. I'm Brooke. And I'm Cam. Bye. Bye.